Welcome to Become an Idol. I'm Dr. Robin Sargent, owner of Idol Courses. This is the place where newbies come to learn and veterans share their knowledge. I have here with me today, Star Peterson, and Star joined our Idol Courses Academy January 2021 with the sixth cohort, and it is March, and she's already become an idol, and so um, I just want to talk to Star and introduce her to you all about her amazing story. So Star, will you please do a better job of introducing yourself? I'm Star. Um, My background is in uh, preschool and special ed. I was um, furloughed last year in April when COVID hit. And so I decided to pursue a new career. And I heard from multiple people that uh, the Idol Academy was the way to go. So I did a bunch of research and uh, decided to join it in uh, January. Okay, so you started out as a preschool teacher. Is that what you said? Yes, that's correct. And so like the little babies, like pre-K. Yeah, yeah. All the way up to age five. Now you, um, I remember you saying something about how you worked in another office too. So did you start working somewhere outside of pre-K? I did. Yeah. I needed to get something and when the preschool closed. So I did work as a staffing specialist. Oh, okay. And so that's where you, um, and so what's kind of your journey been like? before you found the academy i've seen you around star like you were you're doing some work i mean you were um learning a lot and i saw that you were like featured on another blog and things like that so tell us like what you tried to do to become an idol before you enrolled in the academy absolutely well i um did the uh, Association for Talent Development's Instructional Design Certificate, um, but honestly, it ended up being stuff I already knew as a teacher, like how to write objectives, basically just went through Addy in detail. So um, it's like, I need more than this. Um, I joined a whole bunch of different Facebook groups um, and just asked for help. And when I asked in general um, ID groups, people, multiple people said, oh, Idol Academy, Idol Academy. So I said, well, I've got to, I've got to check this out. Um, I did the free Idol Jumpstart, which was really fun. I also just read a bunch of books um, to just try to get as much information as I could. I went on YouTube and watched software tutorials and, you know, downloaded all the free trials I could get my hands on. So just tried to jump in there as much as I could. I just love that attitude, Star. I think, I mean, obviously you became an idol really fast. You obviously just like accelerated your speed in the academy, but even just knowing that you were just willing to go in there and try things out and you're not scared to break anything. I think that is a testament to why you found success so quickly. So t- tell me um, about your, once you joined the academy, what kind of things did you do? And then how did you finally find your, your first, are we talking about a, you, did you land a full-time job or a Uh, freelance, my first freelance gig, your first freelance gig. Okay. So tell me about that. Yeah. So I did the, um, 
two week do it messy jumpstart, which was so helpful for me because I have to tell myself a million times to do it messy. <laughs> it's so easy to get stuck when something's not perfect. And so having that deadline really helped like just, all right, just get it on paper. People can give me feedback. We can go from there. It's, it's not going to be perfect. There's zero chance of it being perfect the first time. Um, so I did that and that really provided me with a lot of the structure I needed. Um, got my website up, got a few basic pieces for my portfolio. And then um, I've, I've been going to, uh, I went to the mentoring once a week and that was really helpful. And I got to meet a smaller group of idols there. Um, also reached out in the idol cohort Facebook group and found some other teachers and we formed our own little um, message group on LinkedIn, um, joined a couple other small groups in idol to try to, you know, get to know people really well. And then um, working on the e-learning guide right now. So that's, it's just given me a lot of structure and a really easy place to find what I need. Because before I was using so many different resources and still not finding resources specific to ID. Like, for example, for project management, I can just go in the academy and search it up and find something directly to the point that doesn't have extraneous information that's geared toward instructional design. Um, so, yeah, I've been using that. Um, and then I was kind of wishing that I could find a, a, a freelance job, um, you know, using my special ed or my preschool background. And it turns out um, a group needed a subcontractor for uh, hearing screening for infants to identify infants with hearing problems. And, you know, actually my own son um, had to do speech therapy, you know, so this, I was like, oh, wait, this is my field. Like this is, I have background knowledge in addition to the, the baby idol knowledge. Um, so I shared all that with the people who were looking for a subcontractor. And so where did you, I mean, so you just, how did you find the subcontract position? Were you applying for roles or did you start hunting for your freelance client? How'd that work? Um, no, I just um, followed a bunch of people on LinkedIn, and this was advertised on one of one person's uh, LinkedIn feed. Oh, nice! And they just said, "Oh, we need a contract instructional designer to help us do this." And then you did you reach out uh, directly? Uh, yes, I reached out to them directly. Told them about my special ed background. Told them about my personal experiences as a a parent with a child in speech therapy, um, and they scheduled an interview um, and took a peek at my portfolio. And then at the end of the day, called me and told me it was mine. Wonderful. So um, how, how big is the project? Like, are you doing an hourly thing or a project price or a couple of months or? I'm doing hourly. Um, right now, the contract is just for 10 months for two, or I'm sorry, 10 weeks for two deliverables. Um, but we're hopeful that the client will have more work for us down the road. Um, but yeah, I'm um, making a RISE course, uh, teaching technicians how to do the hearing screening. Um, it's kind of tricky relaying the results to parents when the babies don't pass. Mm. Um, so we'll probably, yeah, probably do some scenarios for that because sometimes the technicians want to make the parents feel better. So they're like, well... Sometimes they don't pass, but it's because of the vernix and fine, but then the parents don't follow up and this child doesn't get the hearing aid they need. So it's a, it's a delicate, you know, it's a very delicate balance. So you, you have to do the screening correctly and clean everything correctly, but then you also need to communicate to the parents in a way that gets their attention without unnecessarily freaking them out. Um, there's been a, a big problem of parents not following up with the hearing tests and then 
you know, no one realizes until the kid is two or three that the child has a hearing problem. And then at that point, they've lost so many, you know, years and hundreds and thousands of words that they should have heard. Yeah. And, and just at that time too, right? It, it, that makes so much sense, you know, just thinking about how if somebody says, oh, it might be a, a failed test or maybe it's not a big deal, then that's what you want to hear as a parent, right? And exactly. So if they tell you what you want to hear, then you are going to ignore the real results. You're not going to like push for them to tell you that something's wrong. So you're solving right. real problems. I, I mean, how does that make you feel? Star. Uh, that is amazing. That's really why I'm interested in freelance is so I can I can get in there and, and do stuff where I feel like I can really contribute. Um, it makes me super happy. I have a, a dear friend um, who's deaf, who was one of the people who got all the intervention and um, he ended up going to law school. We met in college and he um, he works for the state of North Carolina doing disability advocacy. Like it really changes a child's life, whether or not they get that hearing aid. Um, and the goal is to get that um, by six months old, if not earlier. So yeah, it feels really, really good. Um, it's interesting. And it, I'm just someone who needs to have a real purpose behind what I do. So I'm really grateful for that. Okay. So you are doing a 10 week project. Are you doing it full time? Like, did you quit your other job? Are you doing it on the side or? I did quit my other job. Oh Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I, I, I kept hearing from idol, like, what is it? You can't, you can't be half pregnant. So I was like, (laughs) I've, I've been putting in as much time as possible to get my business going. And I just didn't have enough hours in the day. So yeah, I, um, I took, this is actually just a five to 10 hour a week job, but now I have the time to put, you know, earn those badges like I've been wanting to, and just put even more hours into idle and more hours into applying for everything. So yeah, yeah. I I made the leap. (laughs) You did it. And so, and now your next one is just not going to be as hard as that first one. So do you think that you're going to, so you're going to keep looking for these contract roles as a freelancer, or you think you're going to keep applying to full-time? I'm going to keep looking for subcontracting roles as a freelancer. I'll apply for full-time as well. I mean, my long-term goal is to freelance. Um, when recruiters reach out, I absolutely, you know, follow up with them. And um, But I haven't, you know, I've put more effort, I think, into finding the freelance positions. I've only a- applied to the jobs that I'm really excited about, where I feel like maybe something in my background, in addition to the instructional design, would kind of give me a leg up on the job. And it obviously did. Yes, <laughs> it obviously did. And so what do you think was the hardest part of this whole journey for you? You know, I hate Adobe. <laughs> ah. I am not naturally good with software. Um, the I did like the Storyline badge and the Beyond Movie Magic badge, and those really helped. Um but a, Adobe is one thing, no matter how many videos I watch, there's just so many buttons. <laughs> so that's, uh, yeah, that is the thorn in my side. <laughs> I'm with you. I think I use probably 10 tools to avoid like Adobe products in general. Like I'd rather piece together some app on my iPad for vectors and um, go to Canva and all those other places to avoid Adobe. So I'm, I'm with you. 
Yeah, no, I've been using the, all the things you recommended. I use Affinity Designer. That is so much easier. Yeah. Absolutely love Canva. Use PowerPoint to change the colors in my icon. So yes, I've, I've been able to do fine without it. <laughs> but every now and then I see it in a job posting and I just kind of shudder. <laughs> <laughs> and what, um, what do you think has been like the most enlightening part of your journey? Like what's kind of been like your like thing that surprised you or just made you pause or? I think the fact that the imposter syndrome doesn't go away. Yeah. <laughs> Even when someone looks at your work and says, this is good enough. I want to hire you. <laughs> um, yeah. Imposter syndrome is very, very real. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I mean, who it, it's maybe it'll go away when you just keep doing things. But the thing about it is then you'll just keep getting new challenges and you may always still feel that because, you know, what imposter syndrome has a lot to do with uh, people being overachievers and perfectionists anyway. So. Well, and that's, that's what I love about idol though, is that there is always more to learn. I am. Um, when I ha- after I quit my job, I took a gamification course. So I've got level one certification for that. Um, I'm signed up for a storytelling webinar coming up. So yeah, there's just always more to learn. And I adore that. And at the same time, yeah, I'll never be a specialist in gamification and scenarios. And, you know, that's just not how it works. So I'll always be a newbie somewhere, but it's, it's fun. It never gets boring. Oh, so did you take the gamification uh, course with uh, Monica Cornetta? Cornetti? I did, did. Yes, I had I had started her book, um, but then Idol started, so I kind of put the book aside. Um, yeah, yeah, it was really good. Um, I think there's like at least four levels of certification, so I'm definitely going to at least do the next level after this. It was really helpful. Now you have been you're quite a reader star, and so you've read a lot of instructional design books. So what would you recommend as like the best one for for the newbies? Um, I love Design to Learn. I love the non-designers design book by Robin Williams. Um, Tim Slade has a really good e-learning handbook. So I would start with those three. I think what I had done is just asked in the um, the idle group that's for everybody, that's not for the Academy members, like, hey, what should I read? And they gave me a handful of books to start with. And then as you know, once you put your toe in, every book recommends five more books. So yeah, I would, I would start with those three. The e-learning designer's handbook really walked me through, um, and kind of held my hand. And I appreciate that, appreciated that. And then just learning the basics of graphic design, like alignments and contrast, um, has been huge. That's something I'm interested in, but don't have any experience in. So that's helped me follow some really basic principles to make my work look more professional. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it does. I mean, just like uh, I know you read Tim Slade's book. One of the things he says, we eat with our eyes first. Right. Yes. And so same goes for like any kind of content that we consume. We look at it first. And so it's always to your benefit to up those skills. So. All right, Star. Everyone's listening. They have seen that you have made the journey and you became an idol and got your first freelance client in what, three months? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so they, everyone, help. <laughs> so everyone wants to know what's your advice? What's like the best things that they can do right now to become an idol? Oh my goodness. I, I mean, I would say join the idol Academy because everything's in one place and because you get walked through it. And if you're not ready to commit to that, at least do the free five day starter 
course because it walks you through this is what you need in a portfolio these are the software you need like it's a really good outline and then if you want a place where that's all you know all going to be in one place for you and it's all going to be all the information is going to be geared specifically for idols then i would enroll in the idol academy just you the people you meet are just you know, just making those connections and networks really for life is huge. And getting, uh, I would say also just getting the feedback. You can ask someone to be your mentor, but realistically, it's a lot of time and effort to get every single thing you made, you know, get expert feedback on. So that's another big reason I would say join the academy so that you've got that mentor just giving you very specific feedback on every single thing you make. Oh my gosh. And that's so true too. I mean, it is one thing for someone to be like, oh, I'll, I'll help you out. But then to actually get help from somebody to look at every single thing is you'd almost feel bad, you know? Well, I would. I feel much better that like I've, you know, I, I've put a little bit of money towards this so that people are, yeah, are getting paid for this. And I know that they're not afraid to give constructive criticism, which is also huge. I, you know, can't get better unless, if people just pat me on the back. That's right. That's the other thing too, right? Even if somebody like volunteered and they gave you their time, they might feel hesitant to give you that critical information because they don't want to hurt your feelings. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's really good. Okay. So join the Academy. Star said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so what about mindset star? I think you've kind of mentioned imposter syndrome, but is there any kind of, I mean, just the fact that you just went in and tried things, is there, is there more that you could just say about like, uh, what kind of mindset you should, like kind of try and put on to accomplish this goal? Cause it is kind of, yeah. a, it is a challenge, right? Oh, for sure. It's, I mean, it's a lot of hours. I would say, you know, you find the time somewhere. Um, I also, though, your advice about just doing it, like hearing that over and over is definitely something I needed to hear. And then I think that's the best advice you can give people because it's hard to know, well, which book do I read first or which software do I start with? It doesn't matter. I mean, you know, find out what the top five are and then just jump in. Uh, you know, I, I, st I still struggle with scripting. So I have to tell myself, just do it, just jump in and write something and then people will help me figure it out from there. So yeah, just, just do it. Just jump in with, just jump in with two feet, <laughs> wherever, at whatever part you want to start at, you know, books, software, um, reading articles online, wherever. Yeah. And that's, and that's so true. I mean, and a lot of what makes our role so valuable too, um, besides of you know, the problems that we solve is that we are um, originators. Like it is very difficult, just like it um, is when you are first getting into it. It's still difficult for anybody to be the draft maker of any kind of content. That is always the hardest thing. Everybody can be a critic and give feedback on something that already exists. But to be an or originator, to just put that content down, that really is something that just not everybody can do. So if you can just overcome that hurdle to just get it out on paper, even if it's not perfect or whatever, then that's something to start with. So that's, that's so key, Star. Thank you so much. 
Yeah, it's, it's definitely helped me um, giving feedback to other people in the Idol Academy as well, because I, I when we look at the, you know, example portfolios online that are perfect and people have been doing this for 10 years, it's hard to then go back and look at my own work. But I look at other people and I learned so much from giving them feedback and then I can see, okay, like we're all starting at the same place. We're all trying to figure this out. We'll all get there. It just takes time. Um, also, I, I ended up doing a project um, for the freelance position after I interviewed for it. I thought, well, I've, I've got the day. I went ahead and made a sample of what um, I thought a course might like a part of a course might look like that they might use. And they said that was what pushed them over the edge to hire me. But I, what I did was I posted in the Idol Academy, like, hey, who's going to be free in a few hours to look at this? I need to turn this in by four. And so I made a rise course from scratch in seven hours and had it, you know, good enough to get a job um, with the help of multiple people zooming with me and just, you know, and just giving me feedback just the same day that I asked for it. Oh my gosh. I can just feel the love. (laughs) For real. That is, I did, I did see that post. And that was the thing that was like, oh, I, you know, I, I don't know if you know this or not star, but that was how I got my first job too. Right. He said, um, the hiring manager said, oh, do you know Lectora? And I was like, uh, no, I don't know Lectora. And I went back and I figured out what Lectora was. And then I made a course to prove that I learned Lectora and I sent it to him. And he said the same thing. That was the thing that pushed him over the edge. So that's just another piece of advice right there. That's just another exemplar of how if you can go above and beyond to, to just show them, like, I will not only be able to do this, but here is a sample custom tailored specific for whatever you guys are working on. It's really smart. Exactly. Yeah. They, they, they said from the start that they were making a RISE course and they looked at the RISE course in my portfolio. Um, but to be honest, I'd been spending most of my time on Vyond stuff. Um, so I was like, well, I, I can give you an additional example of a RISE course. So <laughs> I guess I'll do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just go whip that up for you real quick. <laughs> this is so amazing. So Star, thank you so much for coming and sharing your story. And um, I'm just I mean, this is just the beginning. I mean, so where can people find you if they want to um, follow follow you on social media and check out your, your portfolio? Uh, definitely join me on uh, LinkedIn. Um, and then that has a link to my website, which is uh, stellarinstructionaldesign.com. I've got a couple uh, lists of resources there. One is everything free I can find for instructional designers. So from free places to learn software to books you can read for free with a trial, you know, so if, if money's in the way, you can still do a million things. I also made a document specifically for people who are starting, who are brand new and don't know where to start. Um, It's geared toward teachers, but really it works for any newbie. And it's just like, all right, read a book. Here's some ideas, learn some software. Here's some ideas. So people are welcome to, um, to look that up on my website. I love that. What a wonderful resource and what a wonderful inspiration star. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. This was fun. Thank you so much for listening. You can find the show notes for this episode at idlecourses.com. If you like this podcast and you want to become an instructional designer and online learning developer, join me in the Idle Courses Academy where you'll learn to build all the assets you need to land your first instructional design job 
early access to this podcast, tutorials for how to use the e-learning authoring tools, templates for everything course building, and paid instructional design experience opportunities. Go to idlecourses.com forward slash academy and enroll or get on the wait list. Now get out there and build transcendent courses. Thank you.